I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives oh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash WA. Potatoes blossom, on and on the eye beholds. Disperse endlessly. I'm making coffee, anybody want? Who wants coffee? Come and get it. Who wants, you want coffee? Who wants coffee? Hey, what's up, listeners? It's your girl, Anna Roisman, and I'm so excited to be stopping by to say hi, to give you a little piece of my mind, as we like to call, and another thing, and another thing, and another thing, and another thing. First of all, I gotta come in hot. This week, we've got a super moon, okay? Okay. The energy is electric. We are feeling good changes in the world. We are feeling a shift in the vibe. Absolutely. I don't know if you're feeling this, but what? a super moon is happening between Wednesday and Thursday. Oh my God. Ah. Therefore, it is time to, to clean out all those thoughts you don't need anymore and to focus on new, embrace change. Um, 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 um. I sound like I actually am into astrology, but I have to tell you, I know nothing about astrology, but I started I started believing in this whole, you know, full moon, manifest on the full moon, pray on the full I got witchy is what I'm trying to say, okay? I've turned into a Brooklyn witch. I've turned into a Brooklyn witch. I've turned into a Brooklyn witch. Which is hilarious. Why? Because if you asked me about, you know, the full moon like five years ago, I probably would have been like when does that happen like once a year like I had no idea and now I google (laughs) I look it up I google when's the next super moon because I know I can manifest my dreams and make things happen absolutely so if you're feeling like the news has been lately (gasps) guess what you're not alone because it has and so I feel like Right now, if the universe is giving us a super moon, the biggest moon of 2022, that's what's happening this week. Okay. It's the biggest moon we're going to have. Huge. If if we have the opportunity to what? to look at the moon and to just breathe out any negativity that we are feeling, why wouldn't we do that? I don't know. All you have to do is go outside and breathe, you know? There's a lot of other things that people say you should do to better yourself. I think that sounds like the easiest one ever. If you have access to a window, look out and try and catch the moon. Try and catch the moon. Try and catch the moon. 
and maybe you'll feel better next week. Anyway, do it with me, okay? So I'm not alone. I'm not the only Brooklyn witch around town. I've turned into a Brooklyn witch. <laughs> and let me know if you feel better after. So happy Super Moon Week. And I hope you're doing well. I'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Follow Anna Roisman on all social platforms. Okay. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Catch her doing stand-up in New York City. Okay. July 24th, 9 p.m. Where? At the stand. At the stand. At the stand. Let's visit with Sam, the wake-and-bake morning music computer. Hello. Play pigeon. I missed you while I was away, Sam. I, on the other hand, did not miss you. You didn't? No, Sam. I was in the capable hands right. of Todd O'Fonic Todd. Oh, Todd's good. Very. Uh-huh. I was also mm. diddled with. Diddled with? My knobs. And gizmos. And gizmos right. were diddled with by, by Dan. English Dan? Yes. And John. P- no, John Ford Coley. Uh, Dan's really good. Very. And Evan Funk Davies. Dear God, yes, sweet Evan. Oh, Evan's great. So very. Bostonian. So very Bostonian. In a most delightful way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did the Glesters like the fill-in DJs? They freaking loved them. They did? Cards and letters are still pouring in. They really went over, huh? Big time. That's good. All the while, you, on your endless vacation, gallivanting around on your bourgeois catamaran, island hopping, drinking, (laughs) drugging, dancing. Sam. Did you get me anything? Got your little magnet. A magnet? For your brushed aluminum chassis. What else? This is it, Sam. That's it? Yeah. You went to Greece, and all I get is a stinking magnet. I thought she'd be pleased, Sam. Think again, cheapskate. What were you expecting? A shirt. A little shirt? I'm not little. What else, Sam? Some baklava. Baklava? Some baklava cyber nuggets. Baklava cyber nuggets. Dan brought me chutney from England. He brought you yes. chutney? Delicious plum chutney. Yum. He personally nuggetized and fed to me. He nuggetized it? Todd showed me his autograph book. He did? He knows Tim Carnes. Tim Carnes? Betty Davis eyes. I know. Dimwit. I know. We laughed and bonded. You and Todd while I was... Puttering about on some poop deck with the hoops and jingles, not thinking of me in the slightest. I'm sorry, Sam. Evan brought me a sliver from Bill Buckner's broken back. Wow. He spent time with me off the air getting to know me. He's a great guy. All the while, you, Mr. Skimplin, bring me some sad throwaway magnet that cost you two euros. Two stinking euros. I think you should play a song, Sam. Sure. While you plan your next big getaway. I'm not planning my... Abusing and neglecting your listeners. Oh, Sam. Driving them into the waiting arms. Are they waiting? Of Dan. Hello. Of Evan Frank Davies. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Tadophonic Todd. He's one of the greats, Sam. He partied with Gail Garnett. Gail Garnett. Whatever. She sang, we'll sing in the sunshine. I know. No, skull. We'll laugh every day. Stop singing. <laughs> And now, here is a man who will show you how to feel better, look better, 
Jack LaLanne. Please keep the dial right where it is. I see we have some new uh, students this morning. How are we doing? Thank you very, very much for letting me be with you. Now, boys and girls, you know, you're doing a wonderful job getting mother wherever she is or dad if he's home. So you go get him, you know, and tell him that uh, we're going to have a big picnic today and Jack LaLanne is waiting. Go get him. Come on. That's what I want. Hey, before we get started with our gymnastics, I want to uh, explain a little something to you. Come here, look at right over here. Supposing the average American got up in the morning and they couldn't have their coffee or they couldn't have their cigarettes. You know what this nation would be like? Everyone would have the hoots and jingles. They'd be like this, you know, you'd go up and talk to them, they'd snap your head off. You know, a lot of you students, you know, you kind of live on cigarettes and coffee. Now, I'm not here giving you a lecture on the dangers of cigarette and coffee and all this, but the body can't be nourished with these things. You get a little stimulation, a little temporary lift with your cigarettes and coffee, but that isn't the kind of stimulation you want. You want something that'll stimulate you, that'll uh, stay with you the rest of the day. Isn't that wonderful? How would you like to wake up in the morning and have that wonderful feeling where, boy, I'm glad to be alive. And you can have that, providing you do a little systematic exercise the way we do up here. If you want to have your cigarettes and your coffee, I know many of you can't quit because you've been hooked. You're kind of like dope fiends. You have to have it. But if you exercise along with it, you'll feel 10 times better, regardless of you're smoking or not smoking or having coffee or not coffee. But this is the thing for you from me. Now let's go, huh? Let's do a little run now. Two, three, four. Just jog easy. That's it. Pull your tummy in. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two. That's it. Grandma, Grandpa, come on. Let's see some pep. That's a way. Two. All right, beginners, you quit. And one, two, three. Knees up. Two, three. And rest. One, two. Ho. Inhale. Load us. Here's a little poem sent in to me by Lillian Ballard. When I was young, my slippers were red. I could kick up my heels right over my head. When I grew up, my slippers were blue. But even then, I could dance the night through. Now I'm old, my slippers are black. I walk to the corner and push my way back. The reason I know my youth has been spent, my get up and go has got up and went. But I don't mind when I think with a grin of all the places my get up has been. Since I've retired from life's competition, I get up each morning and dust off my wits, pick up the paper and read the obits. If my name is not there, I know I'm not dead. So I eat my breakfast and go back to bed. <laughs> a lot of these people, they died when they're 30. Maybe they're 70 now, but they just forgot to bury them. That's why it's so important, students, for you to have the right attitude, to prove to yourself that every day you can get younger. You can wake up in the morning, you can look at that mirror, and you can see the change for the better, not for the worse. Until we meet again, I see that it's time to leave you. Thank you, Jack LaLanne, for another inspiring half hour. Hey, friends. Begin by settling into a comfortable position and allowing your eyes to close or keep them open with a softened gaze. Begin by taking several long, slow, deep breaths, breathing in fully, and exhaling fully. Breathe in through your nose and out through your nose or mouth. Allow your breath to find its own natural rhythm. Bring your full attention to noticing each in-breath as it enters your nostrils, travels down to your lungs, and causes your belly to expand. And notice each out-breath as your belly contracts and air moves up through the lungs, back up through the nostrils or mouth. Invite your full attention to flow with your breath. Breathe in and breathe out. 
Follow the air all the way in and all the way out. Mindfully be present moment by moment with your breath. If your mind wanders away from your breath, just notice without judging it. Be it a thought, emotion, or sensation that hooks your attention and gently guide your awareness back to your breathing. As this practice comes to an end, slowly allow your attention to expand and notice your entire body and then beyond your body to the room you are in. When you're ready, open your eyes and come back fully alert and awake. The breath is always with you as a refocusing tool to bring you back to the present moment. Set your intention to use this practice throughout your day to help cultivate and strengthen attention. May peace be with you, dear glisteners. running on our family vacation. Well, don't drive too fast, Don. I like when Daddy drives fast. <laughs> Cindy, that's my little free spirit. Uh, don't go too fast, Dad. It frightens me. Oh, Tuppy, you're always so afraid of everything. I'm a little embarrassed by it. It's hard to present Tubby around my men friends. Because he's such a sissy. Cindy, don't say that about your brother. Your men friends drink and smoke cigarettes. Well, of course they do, Tubby. They're men. Yes. You'll get to do those things if you ever grow up. Will I get to smoke and drink, Daddy? <laughs> no, no, Cindy. Girls don't smoke or drink. <laughs> if Don only knew how much I drink and smoke. I heard that, Mom. I want to drink and smoke when I grow up. I forgot you can hear my thoughts, Tubby. No drinking and smoking for you, Cindy. You'll be raising babies, cooking, and sewing. I can read your thoughts, Mama. Sometimes I have to turn it off. It gets to the big people stuff, Tubby. When you're wrestling or whatever it is you're doing. Daddy, I want to be a truck driver. No, Cindy, no. She's just a little girl, Don. Let her dream. And I want to be an astronaut. Oh, 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 Tubby. (laughs) Tubby, you're too fat to be an astronaut. Now, Cindy, remember what the counselor said about body shaming. I'm the counselor in this family. Yes. Daddy's my counselor. I'll show them all. I'll be an astronaut. Tubby needs realistic goals. I just can't think of anything. How about Marine? I don't want to be a Marine. I want to be a Marine, Daddy. I want to grow a beard. Oh, please stop talking nonsense, Cindy. Oh, God, I wish I had a thick, lustrous beard. Dad, I need to... You need to urinate, Tubby. <laughs> yes. And you'd like me to stop. I'm sorry. And totally oh, Don. get us behind schedule. John, I brought the tinkle jar. I don't want to use the tinkle jar. There you go, Tubby. Use the tinkle jar. Tubby has to use the tinkle jar. Tubby has to use the tinkle jar. Well, give me the jar, but nobody watch me. Here you go, Tubby. 
Kitty. Yes, Cindy. I want ice cream. No, Cindy, you can't. Nonsense. We'll take the next exit. Yay. And get Cindy a banana split. I want a banana. Are you done with the tinkle jar? Oh, he's hardly gone at all. There's the exit, Daddy. This way to Cindy's banana split. I want a banana split. Here, Tubby. I brought your celery. Crisp, healthy celery. I don't want celery. What are you doing, hon? I'm emptying the tinkle jar. Yes, don't let it sour. I want my banana split. I want a new family. Chuck pulled right up behind us. I must have hit him with Tubby's tinkle. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Clay. Hey, listeners. Alex out in San Francisco getting up to go make some bagels. Just want to remind everyone to do something they love, even when everything else seems a little dark. Find those things that bring you joy, do a little bit every day, and listen to the pitch. Have a great day, everyone. Hey, it's Nadia. Now, is everybody having a great summer? Absolutely. I'm having a thrilling one, because I watched the birds. It's a horror slash thriller movie by Alfred Hitchcock. The birds. The birds. In the movie, there are birds that attack literally everyone. Even kids, even elderly people. The attackers are mostly crows and seagulls. It's pretty scary. I mean, not scary. I mean, there's only one scene that's scary where the guy's eyeballs are, like, clawed out. But, like, I'm not going to talk about that because it makes me look in the head of my brain. Wait, my brain has a head? (laughs) That doesn't make sense. Okay. The cutest part is when the seagulls gently peck. We're in the scene where like Mish goes to get the car and then the seagulls are just calmly pecking him. Because they have a pattern of attacks and sometimes they attack like crazy and sometimes they don't. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Alrighty, time for some fun fox. Okay. The birds, the birds. One, there is no CGI. So they would layer the films or like the videos they took, which is printed on a film. They're all like pictures of birds. And then, then? so it would increase the number of birds on the image and make it look more scary. They would layer the film. I don't understand how you layer film, but okay. Two, they had bird robot, bird robot that would attack the actors, but most were real. In the movie, in the movie, there were a total of 3,200 trained birds. Sit. Sit. Three. Three! The lead actress said it was the worst week of her life when she had to do the scene where she was getting attacked in the house. The schoolhouse, they actually used a quote-unquote haunted house. And Hitchcock was literally in love with the haunted house. So that's why he used it, even though everyone else was, like, scared, you know? Yes. Five. The alternate ending was supposed to be on the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. And the Golden Gate Bridge was going to be completely covered with birds. As the heroes were making it back to the city. Conclusion. Would I recommend it to adults? Some adults, yes. Some adults, maybe not. But for kids, oh no, it's scary. You gotta be ready for the pecking of the crazy bird. 
Anyway, that's all for today. Bye-bye. Stay away from birds. You never know. Ow. <sighs> Hello, Wake and Bake. Hello, glisteners. Mr. Let's Paint on the treadmill of life. Nice. Uh, of creativity. Of all what? possibilities. We're doing it all. Absolutely. We're going to make some eggs benedict here uh, today. And uh, we're going to do what? Uh, a painting. Uh, and I thought, since we're doing eggs benedict, let's paint a portrait of Benedict Arnold. Okay? Okay. That is that uh, guy from way back when, that uh, turncoat, the most famous turncoat. Uh, and uh, let's paint, paint his face here, get a little face on here, some facial recognition here. I put a little arm, he's got a little arm going off to the side, so let's get that there going on there. All right, let's move on to, back to our, our what? Eggs Benedict. Let's get those going on there. Okay. Four miles an hour, and let's go up to five miles an hour. This was about 4.5, let me make it 4.5. Okay. All right, I got, I got to get the paint guy, we got the ignited the canvas there, and uh, let's, let's ignite those eggs. Let's pop some eggs in the in the water there. We're kind of we're gonna simmer and boil somewhere in between these eggs and poach them. We're gonna poach them. There's one and two. And we're gonna put these on top of some English muffins and we're gonna toast those right now too. Okay. Okay. And of course we gotta make the holiday sauce. Of course. But so while we're we're poaching those eggs, and don't touch the eggs too much. We don't want what? we don't want the, the, the yellow part falling out. Disgusting. That's not gonna work. So, okay. Let's go ahead and whip up some hollandaise sauce here. And that is a little bit of mayonnaise. I can't stand Miracle Whip. And some lemon zest and stuff like that. Just fun stuff. Little herbs maybe. Uh, maybe a little salt and pepper. More. Okay, the eggs are done. Finally. They're, they look like, you know, how do you know when they're done? I don't know, but it's just kind of like a, it's sort of a, a weird little ripple effect uh, on the white part of the egg. And right. you, you just kind of know from experience. So if, if you have problems and it doesn't work out, just kind of go with the flow. And maybe it doesn't work today. It will work tomorrow. All right, so we got what? Uh, Canadian bacon. Let's put some Canadian bacon. Now, any kind of ham will do and of course there are some uh, other variations you can use spinach Gross. but this is the traditional eggs benedict and let's let's plate it here on top of the the muffin all right all right and then we're gonna put the what? the uh what uh ah uh, shoot we ran out of time all right mr let's pay we did it all we tried thanks again for being here until next time do it all bye bye Good morning, listeners. This is Tim English with Soundalikes. Today we look at a rather unique case where we examine the similarities between what Bon Jovi's 1986 hit "You Give Love a Bad Name" and and Bonnie Tyler's song from earlier that year called "If You Were a Woman and I Was a Man." Are you saying that you're going to start dressing up like a lady all the time? <laughs> My whole life I've been dressing up like a man. Following the rather lukewarm response to their second album, 7800 Degrees Fahrenheit, Mercury Records A&R people suggested that the band try writing some songs with Desmond Child, What's up? an experienced songwriter. 
turned out to be a brilliant move because child Bon Jovi and guitarist Richie Sambora immediately corroborated not only on You Give Love a Bad Name, but also what's become Bon Jovi's signature song, Living on a Prayer. Oh, both songs became number one hits in the U.S. when released as singles and drove the success of their album, Slippery When Wet, to sales of over 12 million copies in the U.S. alone. Impressive. The album was named the biggest what? album of the year by Billboard magazine in 1987. It's kind of startling to hear You Give Love a Bad Name and Bonnie Tyler's If You Were a Woman and I Was a Man back to back. Why? The songs share a lot in common. What? Acapella intros, note for note choruses, and similar rhythms. Desmond Child is listed as the sole author of If You Were a Woman and I Was a Man. The song came out in early 1986, and though it wasn't a hit in the U.S., it did top the charts in several European countries, sometimes described as the female Rod Stewart due to her raspy voice. Tower had several huge hits in the U.S. in the late 70s and early 80s, including It's a Heartache, Holding Out for a Hero, and Total Eclipse of the Heart. Nothing I can say, a total eclipse of the heart. Years that when he sat down to write with Bon Jovi and Sambora, Child simply decided to rework his song that had been previously been recorded by Tyler. They came up with a much better title and lyric, and You Give Love a Bad Name turned out to be so good that even people who despised hair metal Me. couldn't help but like it. Child went on to write other hits for Bon Jovi, including Keep the Faith and Bad Medicine. He also co-wrote Dude Looks Like a Lady for Aerosmith and such cultural landmarks as Ricky Martin's Live in La Vida Loca and Cisco's Immortal Thong Song. Until the next time, this is Tim English with Soundalikes.
poking around wormfarmguru.com and came across these 15 amazing worm facts. Charles Darwin loved worms. He studied them for 38 years, even published a book on them in 1881, right before he died. He suggested earthworms are the most important creatures on Earth. Here's some wonderful worm facts. If worms are exposed to light too long, they become paralyzed and can't burrow back underground. Worms breathe through their skin. Their mucus helps to dissolve the oxygen. Disgusting. Cut a worm in half, and depending on where the cut is, it can regenerate lost segments, although we hope you don't cut any worms. Okay. Worms have five hearts near their heads and before the ring around their body, which is called the clatella. They mate by lining up their heads and attaching themselves together at the clatella. A cocoon is then formed at the clatella band for all those little baby worms. Gross. The largest earthworm ever found was in South Africa. It measured 22 feet long. Dinosaurs appeared 231 million years ago. Earthworms have been around for 600 million years. Repulsive. Worms are 90% water. By comparison, we humans are about 75% water. If worms eat too much protein, their intestines ferment and the resultant gas buildup leaves the worms deformed. Oh my God. Looking like a sad string of pearls. We love worms. At Wake and Bake, we hope you do too. Welcome to Waking Weird. I'm Mark Moran from WeirdNJ.com. One of New Jersey's most baffling mysteries came in the form of a silvery thread that hung suspended for several weeks over the home of Mr. and Mrs. A.P. Smith in the quiet suburb of Caldwell. The thread was first reported on August 2, 1970, by neighbors who said it appeared to be hanging from the clouds. Mrs. Smith speculated that it might be a direct line from the Martians. Some people's reaction to the report was, uh, probably just little boys flying kites. But no one could produce a single kite flyer or even someone who had seen a kite in the area. Curious spectators began to converge on the Forest Avenue neighborhood to see the dangling thread after it was reported in the local newspapers. But none could figure out what it was or where it was coming from. It just went straight up into the sky to the point of invisibility. The local police traced the line over a considerable distance and reported that it simply went on and on over several neighboring towns without an end. The line remained taut for a month through electrical storms and several days of high winds without ever moving. 
Eventually, some of the thread was snagged and brought down by four neighborhood boys using a fishing pole and a casting line. The young anglers spent over an hour hauling the line down from the sky, enough of it to fill several buckets. The thread was rigid and about two pounds strength, and immediately curled up when it was grounded. The retrieved mystery thread was brought to the DuPont company for analysis, who identified it as a material based on type 6 or perhaps 66 nylon. But they could not determine its origins, stating only that it was similar to a monofilament fishing string, except with a hollow core. But just how do you keep a line taut and suspended through all sorts of weather, without some very sturdy and visible points of attachment at each end? The appearance of this mysterious skyline would seem to defy several of the basic principles of physics, but there's no question that it did exist. Though where it came from, and what became of it, remain a mystery to this day. For Waking Weird, I'm Mark Moran. I wish my brother George was here. This past week's alignment of five planets along the eastern pre-dawn sky, an event that hasn't occurred for almost 20 years and won't return again until 2041, has given many folks in the Northern Hemisphere a glimpse of our closest celestial neighbors. Nice. And also encouraged others to make use of their what? usually neglected telescopes to take advantage of this unique opportunity for a better view of the planetary show. And there's very little doubt that the most popular target of the five-planet grouping has been the ringed gas giant Saturn. Which, even through the smallest of apertures, can be rather impressive to behold. I agree, 100%. But according to Jetan Mehta, in an article recently published by the Planetary Society, Saturn's rings probably won't be around forever. I'm sorry to hear that. So am I. Based on a recent study performed by NASA with data acquired from the Cassini spacecraft, Saturn's rings, which were mostly composed of water ice, are gradually being pulled down towards the large planet, and eventually there will be almost nothing left of the iconic rings. Bummer. Yeah. So after their forming over what's believed to be a period of 100 million years, by pieces of a moon that got too close and broke apart, or from collisions of multiple small icy moons, scientists now believe that Saturn's rings will probably only be around for another 100 million years. Meanwhile, when Saturn's rings begin slowly deteriorating as they're being pulled down towards the giant planet, something else might happen to another planet. What? Between 30 and 50 million years from now, researchers are predicting that gravitational forces on the planet Mars may begin breaking apart its closest moon, Phobos. And if it does, what? the fragments may eventually encircle the red planet possibly forming rings much like those that adorn Saturn Why? to provide humans in the distant future with even more breathtaking planetary images. This is George for Wake Science. Hi, Clay. 
it's Connie Click of us in the chopper for wake traffic. You sound weird, Connie. Yeah, I'm a little horse, Rex. You are a little horse? I had a horse once. I never had a horse. I had a chinchilla. Shut up, Rademaker. I had a chimichanga. A chili? That's some good eating there. What was your chinchilla? His... Your chinchilla's name? We called him Chinny. Not by the hair of my... Chinny? Chinchilla. That ain't no animal for a man. It is weird, Rex. The skeleton? Why are you laughing? <laughs> what about the... Chinchilla? Where's his skeleton? Yeah. Rademaker. Where's his skeleton? It's in the basement. That might be illegal. Yeah, I don't know if... You can... If you can... You can keep... Sick man keeps a chinchilla skeleton down in his basement, Rademaker. I'm uncomfortable with it, Rex. It's a scientific curiosity. It's a dead chinchilla. Bury it in the garden, Rex. Say it a little prayer. Lowell didn't get no prayer. Who is Lowell, Dinky? His daddy. Lowell wasn't my daddy, Rademaker. Who was he, Dinky? We've really, we've really let this segment go, haven't we? Who was Lowell? Who was Lowell? Lowell was my horse. Oh, your horse. Did you ride him? My masculine side. Which I love. Please. Made it prohibited. You were too big to... Too fat, Connie. Don't fat shame me. Yeah, no... Make don't fat shame me. I'm sorry, Dink. And I accept. We have to accept that which is inevitable. We can't stop time. We can't stop change in a world that feels so increasingly strange. There's no home anymore. There's no home on the range. Distant thunder grows close and it's starting to rain are those tears which are rolling down your cheeks again are you finding yourself all alone without friends on the street in the night shambling and stone there's no home anymore on the rain there's no home you lie down on concrete with newspaper blankets there's your lucky star and you look up and think it will it do any good you don't know shut your eyes taxis and police cars go swiftly by kangaroo johnson action wear that's what you need, Rex. Kangaroo. The kangaroo. Johnson. Johnson. Action wear. Action wear. Rademaker don't wear action wear. Well, I just might. You'd look cute, Rex. He's got the hoots and jingle. You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Good. It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Woo! After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? (laughs) The Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm and join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you. Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They called me the...
the bitch. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.